Alrighty, folks, we are back again for another episode of Hildy's Hot Takes. This is the 29th installment of the podcast, 29 episodes. Um, pretty crazy that we got to this point already. There's a lot of fucked up shit going on in the world. Whatever. Let's get into the episode. I don't know if I'm going to make it 20 minutes this time. Um, dropping these on Friday is tough. I don't usually want to drop them on Friday, but you know, life gets in the way sometimes and dropped it on Friday last week. And then, you know, Saturday, Sunday had a couple games and you know, it's tough to tough to get any content Monday, Tuesday rolls around. You're like, fuck, I got nothing. And I honestly still have nothing for this week. But like I said, in previous episodes, I am a professional podcaster and I don't miss weeks. I do not miss weeks. I missed one week. Um, like in between my fifth and my sixth episode, and that was a weak point. I was like, I'm not, I'm not fucking doing that ever again. So here we go. Um, last weekend, I was rooming with uh, my roommate, Papsy there. He was on last episode. Go take a listen to last episode if you haven't. First ever guest on the pod. But uh, he's a big college football guy, and I'm not the biggest college football guy, but we were watching all the bowl games for college football. And... Uh, we watched probably six games, you know, uh, early afternoon, mid-afternoon, a night game all together in two days in Kalamazoo there. They were unreal games, all six of them pretty much. Fucking one score, back and forth, touchdown here, touchdown there, long throw here, long throw there, interception, interception. Just fucking real exciting games. And this is from, you know, outside the top four teams in, in the country, you know, it was like, Five verse twelve and six verse nine and seven verse fifteen or, or whatever the fuck they were. And the games were unreal. Tight games. Real tight games and a lot of talent on display. Had a lot of fun watching them. Chat the championship day rolls around. It's Michigan and uh, Georgia and then Cincinnati and Alabama. And Georgia fucking blows the wheels off of Michigan. And Alabama blows the wheels off of Cincinnati. And that got me thinking, what the fuck is going on there? How can you have so many unreal, close games, fun to watch games in the, in the, in the, the bowl games that don't really mean anything. And then the two games that actually matter are blowouts, not even close. One team so much better than the other team. And here's what I'm saying is this got me thinking. I've never really been a big fan of the 12 expansion of the 12 team playoff or a 16 team playoff, but let me lay it down for you here. So how often in the regular season of any professional uh, league does the team that win that has the best record in the league in the regular season go on to win the championship. Now I'm not really sure on the statistics on that completely. Um, I can't even remember the last time it's happened in any of the leagues. And what I'm saying is why do we determine who gets to play in the national championship Four teams? It used to be two, which is insane. Four teams that had the best regular season. Since when did regular season even matter in 
in a league, in any type of competitive league, other than making the playoffs. And I guess, okay, Jared, uh, it's only 14 playoffs. How else are you going to pick who makes the playoffs? Well, the easy answer, and it's not the popular answer, but it's a, and it's an answer that people have been trying to propose in college football for a while now is you just got to expand the playoff. And the reason I was against this at first was because, well, that doesn't really do anything. Like there's going to be the teams in the top four and, and it doesn't really matter. But then it got me thinking when I was watching the bowl games as compared to the fucking championship, actual uh, national semifinal games, is that if you put Michigan against any one of those other uh, top 15, top 12 teams that I watched in the bowl games, I think it's a close game. Same as Cincinnati. And who knows? Maybe Georgia gets a tough matchup. Maybe someone plays Alabama a little tougher. And then, and then you actually get to see who is the actual best team in a little tournament style instead of fucking four teams at the, at the end, because you fucking get 12 teams and who knows what happens? Three, one game shots, chaos, as opposed to Alabama being 14 point favorites in the second to last game of the year where they should be playing like the best opponent they could possibly play as opposed to Georgia being nine-point favorites at one point going into that game against the best team they should be playing, and both games are blowouts. Now, like, that can't be good for the sport, and I don't think it is. And I think if you want to increase parity, you expand the playoff, and therefore more fucking chaos happens. Maybe there's a bad call. Maybe there's a bad penalty. Maybe people drop a a muffed punt or a fucking and that changes the complete tie to the game and then changes the complete landscape or course of what college football is on right now, which seems to be Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, one of those three teams, someone from the big 10 in the playoff every year and Alabama fucking blows the doors off of them every time. Now that's not to say that Alabama wouldn't go into a 12 team playoff or a 16 team playoff and win all four games, like, destroy every team. That could happen too. But at least it gives some other teams that are good football teams a chance to win the national championship. And the reason that I don't watch college football is because if I'm watching a game and I see a team has two losses or three losses, I'm like, what's the point of this game? These, these teams are done. They could be like two and three, like sixth game of the season. I'm like, these teams are done. They're they're irrelevant. They are going to play a bowl game at the end. That's it. Like their season is over. Instead of, you know, a two-loss, two three-loss team, they're still fighting for their lives to try and make it so they can get into the playoff. And then shit gets real exciting from there. So that was a very coherent argument I just had. Um, pretty good rant I just went on. Um, I'm going to move on from there, but I was... I'm proud of that one about myself. You know what? I'm just going to give myself a round of applause for a nice seven-minute rant there about college football, which I know absolutely nothing about. But it just occurred to me that the best team in the regular season is not always, or not even close to always, the best team in the playoffs or the team that ends up winning it all. If you've listened to the episodes, you understand that I have recently just downloaded TikTok, and I'm not going to lie, it's pretty addicting. I think I need to delete it, but I'm going to write it out a little longer. But the one thing I have noticed on TikTok is that 
people on there just think that they got it all figured out. Got people talking about politics, socialism, democracies, capitalism, fucking sex tips, drug tips, like whatever. Like, it's like Wikipedia. It's like a moving, talking song Wikipedia. I don't even know. And I guarantee half these motherfuckers have no idea what the hell they're even talking about. They bring up all these points. They remix other people's opinions. The, the people in the comments think they know what's going on. It's a very, very, very toxic place of, I don't know. I don't want to say misinformation because that word is fucking bored to death right now. But just a bunch of people who really don't know what the hell they're talking about. That think just because they read a couple articles that they know the fucking way that the government works. And and I probably beat a nail on, on, on uh, fuck, I don't know what the saying is, but I probably talk about shit where people are probably like, this guy thinks he's got it all figured out. And I, I said this last night, is said, the more things you figure out, the more you understand that you don't have anything fucking figured out. It's just, you keep on unlocking doors to an even bigger web web of the unknown. And I try and live my life actually in that way. Obviously for the podcast, you need to, um, you know, glam, fuck. I can't think of the words. It's, it's early in the morning. Actually, it's not early in the morning, but it's, it's 10 four. I usually record in the evening, but, um, glamify, glamorize. I don't fucking know. I need to like make my takes a little bit exciting, exaggerate a little bit, exaggerate that I know what's going on a little bit just to make it exciting for y'all. But what I'm saying is that TikTok and everyone on it, I can see why the country is going down the piss hole that it's going down is because all these fucking people on TikTok have no fucking clue what's going on. Not one. And it's kind of sad. Um, we're going to move on again here. I'm just going to go on to Twitter here. I didn't rehearse this. I just thought about doing this a long time, but I'm just going to go on the search pad or the, the, uh, the for you Twitter, and then I'll click on the news and I'll just read some of the headlines. Um, let's see what we got going on here. FIFA World Cup to use first ever transportable transportable stadium in Qatar. Who cares? How cloth masks compared to N95 and protecting against COVID-19 spread? This is actually a good one. I was looking at this earlier. Time it takes to transmit an infectious dose of COVID-19. It says if both people are wearing nothing, 15 minutes. 15 minutes. How often are you out there spending 15 minutes beside someone else that you don't know in public that might have COVID, that might be able to give it to you? I'm going to say, aside from I went to the dentist on Monday Speaking about that, unreal story. I just thought about that. Let's go. I can talk about it. But went to the dentist on Monday, and that was longer than 15 minutes. I was just at the doctor for a sore throat, non-COVID related. That was longer than 15 minutes. And well, that wasn't even 15 minutes. Me and the doctor were in the room for like five minutes max. And the nurse, five minutes max. So basically what this fucking chart says is that masks do nothing. 15 minutes for two non-mask wearing people to spread COVID. Now, who knows if that number is even correct? It probably isn't, but whatever. 
Okay, let's just go to the news. Hypersonic missiles could start World War III, but that's not the biggest threat they pose. As you can see, Twitter is a bunch of fucking jokes. Like, this is, what, this is what people are looking at all the time. This negative bullshit. And you think, you look at negative bullshit all the time, you think about negative bullshit all the time, and your life is going to be bullshit. I guarantee you that. Kale fucking Makar. Okay, we're moving on to hockey talk here. And I said I wasn't going to make it to 20 minutes, but I'm in a pretty talkative mood right now, I guess. So I guess we're going to make it to 20 minutes. Kale McCarr, NHL player. I think he's the best defenseman in the NHL, and I don't think it's close. Adam Fox is looking really good out there, and Victor Hedman obviously is the steady Eddie that he is. But fuck, is there no one even close to as flashy as this kid? 14 goals! Kale McCarr has in 25 games in the NHL, okay? This is 14 goals in 25 games in the NHL. Last defenseman to have 14 goals in his first 25 games. Guess who it was? Yeah, you guessed it. Fucking Bobby Orr. Now, you look up Bobby Orr's stats. I'm just going to do that right now. Bobby Orr's stats. They are incredible. Like, Gretzky, great stats. But Bobby Orr's um, stats as a D-man... And this is what we're fucking comparing this Kale McCarr kid to. Bobby Orr stats. Okay, so in 657 games played, Bobby Orr had 270 goals, 645 assists, and 915 points. In 657 games played, 915 points. Plus 582 on the plus minus scale. So let's go to, let's go to Wayne Gretzky stats we'll see how many games he played and then we'll figure out how many fucking points bobby orr would have had in the same amount of games as wayne gretzky okay 1487 games played 2800 points that's insane but we go back to mr bobby orr and we find out that if he played 1400 games i'm not going to do the exact math divided by 650 and then times 915, he would have had almost 2,000 points if he if his career didn't get cut short with some injuries. Now, if you look at the NHL's top leading scorers, NHL all-time leading scorers, you will see that Bobby Orr would be fucking way up there as a defenseman people okay if if bobby orr played 1500 games which is the amount that wayne gretzky yermer yager mark messi gordy howe ron francis marcel dion stevie eisman all played having the one to eight one to ten most points in nhl history Bobby Orr would be second all time if he played that many games, getting as many points as the clip that he was getting. Second all time. Now, that's just one big hypothetical, but fucking Bobby Orr was a leggy. And Kale McCarr is putting up these numbers in today's hockey. 14 goals in 25 games. What the fuck are we even talking about? How does that even happen? I haven't scored a goal in like 19 years. 
That goal he scored in overtime. Stopping on a dime, skating up the wall against Kirby Doc on him. Kirby Doc. Stopping on a dime and being boom, one, two, three, four. Forehand, backhand, roof. Oh my god. Oh my god. I watched that like 60 times right before I went to bed one time. Oh my god. That should be absolutely illegal because it doesn't make any sense how somebody can stop on a dime like that and then just go forehand, backhand, bunk. And like, he's had like four or five goals this year already out of his 14, which is crazy, that have been insane. Insane. He's the best defenseman in the league. And you see some of the stuff he does out there and like other guys are good. They have Fox, McCarr, you know, whoever else you want to say. They're good, but like you just pass the eye test, which I'm big on using my my eyes and my gigantic brain to figure things out. You, you look at you do the eye test, and Kale McCarr is above and beyond. Um, his skating, he's the best skater in the world, laterally especially, and yeah, he just looks fucking unreal out there. Last thing I'm gonna talk about here before I get you on your way. Is Antonio Brown. How sad of a situation is that? How sad of a situation. And then he starts getting his stories out there for us. Like, oh, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. It's not my fault. The team's fucking me. Like, A.B., bud, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm not going to go on a big rant about Antonio Brown. Because he's obviously got something very, very wrong with his mind and his body. And I feel bad for him because he seems like he's... Like it's obviously it looks like he's having a good time, but he obviously doesn't know what he's doing. I've I've kind of felt like that. I mean, he's probably got CTE and, and he probably needs some help. But like I've I've had some stretches when I had anxiety and depression when um, I felt like I was on autopilot. I had no free will. I wasn't making any de- any decisions for myself. I was irritable. I was irrational. I was a bunch of things, and that's what I'm seeing from Antonio Brown right now. And it's tough to see. Um, and it's tough to see him try and drag people close to him through the mud like Tom Brady and. And, you know, the box and Bruce Arians, who obviously gave him a hell of a shot and, and, you know, won him a Super Bowl. And and who knows if we'll ever see him in the NFL jersey again. But I'm not going to make fun of him. Like, he is a bit of a nut job. But I don't feel like that is part of his own doing. Um, I don't think he has very many smart people in his corner. And that doesn't help it at all. Okay, folks. That was episode 29 of Hildy's Hot Takes. Um, keep on sharing with your friends, keep on listening, keep on giving me the, the feedback, uh, whether you're liking the pod or not. I really appreciate it all. Love you all. And we will see you next week.